0: Welcome everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast, episode forty-two, and uh, tonight we have our usual myself and Graham. How are you, Graham?
1: I'm excellent, Mark.
0: And uh, a new guest on the show, uh, Whiz. How are you going, Whiz? Mark, how are you doing? Very good, good. good. Uh, the reason Wiz is here because we are talking tonight about a couple of twenty-two shoots that have been on. Um, the first round of the spark 22 competition which is four rounds um and this was held at pew pew so i will hand over to graham who will give you a bit more background and get us underway
1: as mark mentioned uh we got the spark 22 um, series underway Three weeks ago, nearly. Um, yeah, pew pew. So the reason Wes is here is Wes was the host and match director of that's the it the inaugural um, match in this series. <clears throat> so this series we've talked about it before, but it ties up a couple of existing twenty two matches we've done in the past, and um, chucks in uh, the pew pew round, and then and what will be the final. Um, so yeah, again, um, so we've got Wes along talk about that, and then we'll also afterwards we'll talk about the um, the gun rack. Uh, um, we'll talk about their um, Nine Lives 22 shoot um, later on in the podcast. Um, so welcome, Wes. Uh, we've talked to you about, sort of chatted about doing a podcast for quite a while, but it's good to finally make it happen. Mm-hmm. And this yeah, your, good th- to be here. Is this your first time on a podcast?
2: It is. Oh, yep. Wow. Yep. I would say... To listen to. <laughs> it,
1: it's a big honour to come on this one. Um, to be Not fair, we, we scrounge for guests.
2: <laughs> a pretty high ranking on the spot spot sports podcasts aren't you Yeah, New Zealand
1: yeah I think we're sliding backwards funnily enough but um, <laughs> no. as I said so um, Wes has been a regular competitor in our events uh, he's a bunch of podiums he's had a win in a, in a major event um, which was which event did you win Wes oh what was that Haltapu I forget what year that was 21 21 21 something yeah yeah. Um, the last one we did uh, that GPRE did it um, yep anyway and so yeah you shoot for Team Howard, New Zealand um and yeah anyway okay. that's Wes follow him on Instagram uh, it's it's a long shot NZ we'll put a link in all the bits and pieces so Wes we um so we'll probably just yeah ask a few questions about the match and blah blah, blah. just have a casual chat about it I haven't got any questions um pre-written that you've seen or anything along those lines but so how long you um oh, what did I say so this match was quite neat because it was a, a real hilly, rough—not rough, but um, steep farm. <laughs> plenty of it. angle, yeah, no, plenty of angle, <clears throat> yeah, plenty of angle. So yep. that's something we don't generally get.
0: Really atrocious farm.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, My my um, my Wife's family would call marginal, marginal land, marginal land, land. <laughs> marginal land. <laughs> dairy, dairy farmers. Oh, you yeah, have yeah. no, you have no idea. Anyway, um, so, so steep. W- We were able to take advantage of like. Incentivize. It's really hard to get a long-range, um, uh, steep-angle shot. But in twenty-two, it's you know hundred meters, and um, you put in minus like thirty-eight degrees, it starts to um, get pretty steep for the old twenty-two. So, um, how long have you been wanting to do a match for West? You sort of talked to us quite a while ago about getting something like this off the ground.
2: Uh sort of before I was even wanting to get into. Um, so sort of the competitive circuit, I sort of was interested in having a match here, um, just to help out, because sort of you sort of get an idea that there's not a lot of properties around to have them. Um, but it wasn't really till I got in contact with you guys that sort of made it happen, I guess. Yeah, so what, probably about a year we've been talking about having one.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so one of the great things about doing this in Pew pew. Um, so for those of you who aren't from around New Zealand because we get a few listeners from overseas and stuff Taranaki is roughly halfway down the west coast of um, the North Island and a bit of an odd looking peninsula and then um is about, from me, about two hours north and about an hour north of the uh, RTD venue we use at Mark's so it, it's a little bit further north and it's closer to the, the major centres like Auckland and Taronga and Wellington Wellington, Hamilton. <laughs> it's, about, it's about as far as Wellington as you want to go. Anyhow, um
0: It's inland as well, so the wind's better.
1: Yes, the wind was far better. Um, with, and so, what we were hoping would happen is we would attract more um, sort of Auckland shooters and, and potentially new people along to the event, which which we did, which was great. We were trying to pull in some of the, um, sort of, I guess, the three gun crowd who who now shoot 22s instead of um, AR 15s, obviously because of, um, you know, public safety and all that. Um, and it, it seemed to have sold out, um, quick, had a good waiting list. And even with COVID dropouts, which is a standard thing in the days leading up to an event, we still had an essentially full, um, field of shooters of, um, I think we were 44 in the end or something like that. So, yep. um, it was really good to head a little bit further North Taranaki, where we do essentially all of our stuff is kind of out of the way. It's, um, People don't really come here if they don't have to. So, um,
2: especially for twenty-two <laughs> stuff.
1: Ex- especially Tourism Taranaki really. with Graham. <laughs> <Yeah>. Venture <laughs> Taranaki. <laughs> no, but all, we've, all we've got here. Big was, slogan
0: across the sign: <laughs> Taranaki. People don't really come here if they don't have to.
1: <laughs> all we've got is oil and gas. Oh yeah. Which everyone hates anyway. And yeah. Derek House. which Derek everyone hates it. anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true.
1: And a little bit of long-range shooting, which most people hate anyway. So it's like what? Why? Anyway, no, uh, all jokes aside. Um, so Wes and I designed a course of fire I don't know, about a month out from the event. Uh, we we wanted this first event to have. So each of the the first three rounds of the series have a bit of a different style. So this one was more um, props and
0: uh, annoying. Annoying? What?
1: What was annoying about it? Mark? No, no. Carry on. Sorry,
0: I was talking, I was on a separate conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. No. Maybe I wasn't. No, no.
1: I, I've I got to actually... enjoy the troop line, the half troop line. <laughs> <say>.
0: <laughs> the troop line. That's what I said to Jeff, "At didn't have one of those annoying troop lines." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, well, so we'll talk. We'll talk about some of the stages because I mean, this is a match sort of style podcast, like a lot of ours are. So there's probably a lot of people want to hear. So let's start. <laughs> the first stage was a troop line. This was Wes's idea. Um, he's he's like, "Man, we've got to fucking." Well, do it
2: wasn't a true. It wasn't a true troop line, was it? Troop lines you have to come back in. We just went
1: out. Well, we had too many targets to come back in. Yeah, no. It's a a pew-pew troop line. (laughs) So, So we had targets, I think they started about 20 meters... Issue. Explain yeah, the basics treat-
0: of what it what it is what it is.
1: Okay, so well, Wes, you, 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 you a trip line it. is what. You're the expert.
0: So,
2: troop line is generally a range of targets that you work your way out, um, yeah. and then you work your way back. in normally in a straight line, um, it's more of a speed sort of get out there, get back sort of game. Yeah. Um, the one we designed is um, so to start off, it was off two culverts, concrete culverts. That uh, one was on the ground, one was. Um, laying on top of the other culvert, Um, you had to start shooting off the top culvert because essentially you could only see the first two targets, which was, they sort of went in five metre increments to start with, so sort of 25, 30 metres. Um, And there sort of me and Graham decided uh, it was... Maybe too easy, (laughs) I'm not sure what the decision was there, but we decided the first five targets uh, you weren't allowed to dial your scope uh, at all. Um, You had to just hold over in your reticle for the first five. After the first five you could then transition down if you wanted to the flatter culvert, which would have been easier to shoot off, uh, sort of in knee sitting position. um, For the last, uh, what do we have total there, 13 targets? 11. 11. Yep. Yeah, so for the last sort of dozen, half dozen. So yeah, they started 25, sort of 5 metre increments all the way out to about, I don't know, 70 metres. In from there it jumped about 10 metres out to 170 metres, I think, was the furthest target. Um, interesting enough, sort of target 7, so the targets grew in size, but 6 and 7 were probably the hardest targets, I'd say. How big would you say those were?
1: 6 and 7... Oh, I think they were like hundreds or 75, 70.
2: Because they were the last ones before they jumped up into quite a bit bigger targets. So if you got past those, it was actually quite a bit easier to finish it. But a lot of people seem to get hung up on numbers six
1: and seven, uh-huh. it seemed. Is that where you got yeah. hung up, Mark?
0: Uh, pretty sure, yeah. I ran out of bullets because my trigger was operating quickly. Um <laughs> I just wondered how how it went in testing for you guys. Did you, did you did you test it and go? Hmm.
1: I think Wes, you got yeah. you test shot it? You got to about nine. Uh, nine, I'm pretty sure. Albeit yeah, when got to nine when it was much windier.
0: That being said, people cleared it, didn't they? Just me, yeah. Oh, just Graham.
1: Yeah, but it's um. Oh, oh yeah. So on the on the day of the comp, there was essentially no wind. I think we got like. One mile an hour at, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it at, wasn't... at the
0: point at, at the time when you were doing it, you mean? Yeah.
1: During the whole day of the comp. There's no wind. No,
0: there's more wind over there. To
2: be fair, point. I think that that was probably the only stage that dealt with a bit of wind in mm, the afternoon. Yeah, I think going did, yeah. back over there yeah. there was some coming for a saddle that where you're Thank sitting you. at the culverts so you're kinda of blocked, but there was a saddle down where the lane went past yeah. um, where a bit of
1: wind was coming up and over. Yeah, no, th-
0: thank you, Wes. Thank which you.
1: See. When I shot it, I think yeah, I think I was maybe holding edge of target at 170 meters. Yeah, think, it so. would be not much more no, than no, that. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was an interesting stage. It probably, maybe it was a bit harsh, making people hold the first few. No,
0: know? no, it's about mm-hmm. about about learning. So how do you how <clears throat> how would you shoot that in the time given efficiently? Would you be dialing much at all?
1: Uh, yes i just ran i ran the first um five targets as per the, um no dialing but but for me with the 25 meter zero it was just like hold on target hold on target hold on target and then half mil and then mil or something like that like it was a real yeah. easy um yeah yeah with the 50 meter zero it was like uh
2: hold under 0. 0.7 hold on zero hold over 0. 0.7 then one then 1. 1.5 yeah. so um, it was, so do you have to still?
0: To, yeah. You're writing it all down, where
1: I memorised the first five because yep. they were bulk, like big round, like yeah, a half yeah. and a, a hole. But um, and then I just went to dialing, and I had I had a really big piece of tape on my wrist with all the and tried to clearly mark out the order because it is a what, lot of. When dialing. I was watching it, the
2: the biggest thing people were struggling with was coming off the gun, looking at the dope, getting back on the gun, and then having to be like shit what target am i on yeah um that was sort of the biggest thing for people because it it was quite easy to get lost in the targets because they were in a fairly straight line and, and they
1: they all looked very
2: similar we, we did actually, paint the yeah. first five we did have a and fair and bit and of miss
0: shooting i remember orange.
1: yeah we actually yeah. they so they were all numbered um, but we did actually for a while there we were going to run them with no numbers <laughs> but with very the, hard
2: to see. yeah yeah i tried to practice on it and i couldn't get through it without getting confused in the targets
1: yeah i think yeah that getting off the rifle is a big thing or if keep the rifle pointed and maybe go to your next target and then just staying on the rifle look at your dope if you can without lifting your head off the gun you can turn your eyes to the side but um like you say people come right off the rifle and um and get lost in it yeah but anyway it was a cool stage I don't think many people got I think a bunch of people got to like target
0: because I loaded um, all those I loaded all those targets in my um straight up target thing so I had the whole and I've still got it loaded there actually so I was going to use that but I never got past the <laughs> um because I think I averaged the first few was it 73 was the f- furthest of the short targets is that right
1: you got three yep. hits by the look, Mark.
0: Oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. it uh, was From this,
2: what I watched, this... even the Hunter guys were getting out. Um, the Hunter guys, because the Hunters only engaged out to the fifth target, right? And then, so and then engaged I again, yeah. And engage again, yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe next time we'll just put a little, a few less in that mid-range.
0: No, no, it's about making right. sure you think about it and actually have a proper strategy, so... That and, was... yeah, yeah. And and that it needed a, a two, two, 2 strategy set up, you know, basically for your first set of targets and then the second set, or something like that. I, part of
1: the fun of that style is the, the lots of targets, lots of dialing, remembering where you're at. That's part of the challenge in it, so... Mm,
0: fun. Well, <laughs> we, we've
2: never really had
1: anything like that, so I thought it would be
2: cool. At that distance, we've had lots sort of... Um, like Tirata and the Trees, that was a good series of targets, but something at distance like that um, we actually have been to pay attention to your dope and Simon management and stuff at
1: like that. Tokura, which was like a 200 metre KYL or something, learn your limits sorry, not know your limits, LYL and he um and then you had to come back and shoot a close range, learn your limits at like 50 metres or something like that so yeah. you were 50 meters 200 meters 50 that was pretty cool that was quite a neat one but again only two distances so you're just coming down to your you know your zero or your the same dope yeah or 0. 0.2 for me like you know what i mean so um but it's just cranking that turret um you probably could have held the whole stage but it would have been as in the trip line held it all i think my max for me is like mm. was like five mil or something so within yeah that's really why no you could have mm-hmm
0: my interest in that was because wondering if anyone did do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. We, yeah. There's still a few good scores. To be scores fair, I it.
2: think I think guys were oh, yeah. shots before they ran out of time.
1: We had yeah. a couple people get 20 out of 22. Actually, to be fair, it was actually a low point scoring stage for so many impacts. Um, yeah, yeah, three guys on 20. So yeah, it was, but it was it was cool fun. I quite liked the um, the challenge of it and. Um, Doing it right, positional then. made it quite fun because a lot of people would run that as a um, prone stage, which would be quite easy prone. From what
2: I hear, I don't think that was the hardest stage of the day either. Um, one that I thought wouldn't have been terribly difficult. It sounds like a lot more people struggled on.
1: As in stage two?
0: Let's move on to that Well,
2: one. stage two's up there, but no, stage four, the rails,
1: the learning and your limits. Actually true, that only had one clear as well. Anyway, yeah, we'll get to the, that. We'll get to that one. That was probably bottom, yeah, because
0: of the bottom part.
1: Yeah, the bottom was easy. You just got in the bushes. Anyway, so the second stage, second stage was a a prop God, that, that we'd wanted to most we'd want to bring in for quite a while. It's a um, it's a kids sort of jungle gym thing. Um, which I cut a bit of a hole in. Um, kind of out of place at our events because the fact that it's like a plastic kids toy. Usually we're like um. We'll get like a pile of gorse or manuka or rotten pine trees or something and make something out of um, natural uh um yeah rubbish and but this thing it worked in quite well being that this match was sort of prop drawn. um this was a like i said it's like a bit of a a, a glue shaped um climbing frame for kids and you shot from one side on the top the up opposite side and then you went in, into the frame and shot out the front of it um, another stage that seemed to be quite challenging.
0: Um, yeah, I couldn't shoot out the front of it. I, th-
1: I think people looked at it and thought it would be easier than
2: it was. Um, it wasn't until they actually got on the side that they realized it um, was quite hard to get a good perch.
0: And I couldn't shoot out, could shoot out the front.
2: front of it. On. Couldn't you?
0: No. Why not?
2: Did you try to go on the V? Yeah.
0: You could go anywhere around that. Thing. No,
1: that's the problem.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, the problem with the geodesic dome is a prop
1: yeah. did you go into the in the middle straight away did you Mark
0: no ok
1: but yeah another uh, how many points you? Got? oh yeah 8 points you didn't do too bad
2: I, I saw one guy <laughs> stand up in the middle of it and actually hit quite a few targets
1: I'm surprised yeah that was an interesting way of doing it it was uh, to be fair shooting over the top was quite hard like it forced you couldn't get your um the butt of your rifle into your shoulder very well if you went on the top so um, that's the thing with those funny shaped objects like that it, it gives there. there's a bunch of options like Mark said he went into a V sounds like he in the front he persevered I'm imagining and couldn't hit anything so um, it gives you a lot of options and they're not always the right one um, were, you no, the, I were you the were you the first fire. were you the first on your stage to,
0: to I'd say I was yeah I normally was first yeah yeah I make mistakes so others don't have to <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're you're so nice you're like the Thanks. grandfather of a precision shooting um, but the, I don't think we had very few people with zero that stage which is good so what, the,
2: it was just the far target I think was um, we put it under a uh, uh, what tree is that some sort of needle tree anyway all the needles under it it was just very difficult to see your misses um so looking at it afterwards at the strap lots of guys were going high because it was sort of a 28 degree angle um, so yeah inspecting after uh, yeah a lot of guys were going over top which was the uh, pattern of
1: the whole day <coughs> after picking up the targets yeah do you, do you think <laughs> that's due distra- to them not, not taking angle into account or just not holding the rifle properly probably both yeah I'd say both. Um,
2: yeah I mean if you didn't put some of those angles in I think he wouldn't even hit the straps either mm. um, I mean on the stages we had what a 43 degree angle yeah um, at sort of yeah decent distances
1: so yeah who knows yeah um, I, I quite liked it as a stage I'd like to we'll probably bring it back for the final being that the final is going to be a combination of all the event styles um, but i doubt you'll see it until then um it's the only stage
2: still fully set up <laughs> you'll be sits you'll be it's good it's good to practice on it's, it's actually
1: it's a super good um practice stage actually to be fair um anyway so another good stage i thought um i thought it was a pretty good balance but it may be a touch hard but um it's i mean if you add wind into that that would have been um significantly harder so uh-huh. yeah uh, and maybe just extend the time a little bit next time, or we could add a couple more shots in for them. Um, but yeah, okay. So stage three, hostage. Uh, we we went away from calling um, uh-huh. stages up hostage, but now we we call it again because who fucking cares? This was a uh, you found an old um, tree in the woods somewhere that had been felled a hundred years ago. I don't know, and uh-huh. since <laughs> re- replanted it, doing your bit for the environment and all of that that's it and and um so what you did is there was a this stage could probably use some tweaking going forward if we use it again but there was a at like 20 meters there was a um, 150 mil disc with a was a 50 mil square in front of it the idea was you hit the the 50 mil square in front and if you hit the white disc behind you'd hit a hostage and you'd get a minus two standing positional no support yes um unsupported offhand so you could use your sling, but not a particularly hard shot. But a, if you rush um, or, like me, leave a mill dialed on, uh, you will shoot the hostage. Um, and then you transition to the the tree on the, on the right hand side of the tree, and had these sort of gnarly little um, lumps and uh, branches branches that have been all, branches. all limbed off. <laughs> yep. And uh, which same thing, you looked at it, you thought, oh yeah, that'll work quite well. I'll just check my my bag on there, and I'll I'll engage the target not really it was quite a tricky position um you not could not really room for a bag it was sort of just no yes just to put the gun in there and ditch the bag it's exactly right and um i, I watched i seen some, looking back at some photos that you sent me of uh, one of the competitors who's just shooting at um supported standing and i was actually looking at it going shit that looks pretty good actually he had a good position and um but it's, it's natural for us to want to get low and um try build a super solid position, but uh, once you once you figured out what you're going to do or how how you're planning on missing, you'd then engage an intermediate target. It was like hundred meters or ninety meters or something. Uh-huh. Nothing too hard. It was like a little square, and then after that, you'd engage another set of hostage set further down the hill, uh, hundred twenty or thirty meters. I can't recall the exact distance. Yeah, hundred twenty. I think. Yeah, and um, same similar thing. It was um, a reasonable sized target, but with two big hostages behind it um if you were a bit unsure in the wind not that there was any um the idea is what what i think you should do anyway is, is drop a shot low into the dirt and get yourself a um a, a left and right uh, sort of wind call. Cool. um again not a i didn't think it was a particularly hard stage we had a few more people clear and plenty of high scores um but if you shot those hostages a bit which was there many hits on the long hostages at the end of the day west yeah
2: there was a few yeah. um a lot of guys I watched, they claim the first hostage, clean the intermediate target, and then just call it good because um, they don't want to lose any points. Um, the one thing that I didn't realize during the day, the um, far hostages had hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sort of really had to listen for the difference in the noise. Um, obviously, the, the orange target you wanted to hit would make more of a ringing ding but you hear the the hostages were real because they're earthed, earthed out they made sort of more of a dull thud so um I think who was it one of the guys were there and I was spotting and it went ding but the orange target never swung and I was like I think it was Mr. Shaw I'd say sorry dude that was, that was definitely a hostage <laughs> that didn't sound terribly really good so um he wasn't that stoked but Yeah, that might have put a couple people off. There might have been a few extra points there that maybe shouldn't have been given just because it was really hard to see the misses on the white um, just because of the angle of the downhill shot because when we put that target up, we sort of had to dig the hostages in to get them low enough to the ground. So um, they templated behind the one front well.
1: I think so yeah, I think we just need to time. make a better um think about it a bit more, eh? And maybe we could put flashes on the hostages yeah. or something. Um we'll see.
2: But yeah, still it was still well, a... just they just they just needed to be reactive. If they were reactive you could have told you would have been able to tell if you hit them, but they weren't
1: yeah. reacting, so it made it difficult. Yeah. But we'll um, we'll fix that. But still another another I thought it was a cool stage. And um not many five people cleared it, so it's you know four more than the previous two stages um and but plenty like you say of high scores so max score is 27 so we've got 25s and uh, quite a few 25s actually and 20s and 21s and stuff so not bad we got any zeros we've got to go on one point no zeros so that's not a bad thing um at all so that good.
2: standing front hostage put a lot of stress on on guys um <laughs> even collie he was stressing yeah. about that Front I th- one. didn't care about the far one but yeah. the front one he was yeah
1: it, i think do you think it was like and undu- people were unduly stressing like because it wasn't actually like the the it's
2: a pretty generous size yeah what you wanted to hit
1: was actually pretty big like even if you're hectically wobble wobbly you could mm-hmm. it was still pretty big so but i, I guess because it was a, yeah. a hostage target and it was unsupported standing that's straight away gonna make people go oh fuck fuck you know so um yeah. Yeah, I like the unsupported standing uh, hostage. I thought that was quite cool. Apart from hitting the hostage twice, um, it was good. <laughs> me me personally, I didn't do That's one of my... Anyway, you know, it, it sucked for me, but um, that's life. Um, yeah, anyway, so next stage was uh, what we call limited. So this was our little um, Learn Your Limits rack at uh, 55 metres or 50 metres or something. This this stage was probably too hard. It was too hard, not probably. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a barricade. It was a, a, a sort of a horizontal post, quite low, and then a, another one about a foot and a half above it with a diagonal linking them together. And you were to shoot the first um, three on the KYL rack from the top of the post, next three targets from the mid, with the diagonal, and then the last four from the horizontal.
2: And, th- and it was dug into quite a steep light hole. With um,
1: what uh we, which, bull rushes. Uh which, how do you explain a bull rush to people? Reads. Reads. Yeah, yeah right. reads. Rushes. Um growing up through the middle. Like it was put there on purpose. But so, to be fair, we 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 probably could have got rid of that set of uh learn your limits targets and um just put several other um normal targets out there and probably probably would have been a, a more enjoyable stage for people. It was pretty hard. I don't I think if it was on the flat I think it would have been an
2: appropriate stage. Yeah. Um, But just the angle of the hill you had to sit on and then the angle of where the Learn Your Limits rack was, it just made it, you couldn't sit, you couldn't kneel, it was sort of, uh, yeah,
1: it was awkward. Yeah, I I liked the position, but the, um, the, the target set was too small, I think, for... But I'm not going to lie, there was still, uh, we had one guy clean it in Hunter Class. So Hunter Class shot it from any positions, as long as they used the prop. Um, I imagine he had a very good 50m zero on whatever his uh, his um, 20 22 was. I might just mention Hunter Class was for um, sort of more basic 22s, uh, non-tactical, um, big heavy barrels, big scopes, stuff like that. I think it was a weight limit of 7 pounds, I don't recall. Um, And your scope, you could not dial. You could only use holdover. And you, I think you had to leave your parallax alone too. So there was a few rules and then rifleman
0: close. IQ had to be under 110, I think.
1: Yeah, good one, mate. And then, (laughs) good comment. Um, And then for riflemen, you could just use whatever you want as long as it's 22 long rifle and legal to use in New Zealand. Um, So we had one guy clear it in Hunter and then no one cleared it in um rifleman we had uh collie got to the second last ta- or third to last target and so the points um as you got further along the points were worth less so like the last tiny target was actually only worth a point um actually to be fair there's a few pretty good scores in here
2: yeah because when we shot it the day prior or when i shot it uh mind you i set it up and i shot it again so it was my second time round. Once you knew the positions to get into, it wasn't terribly difficult, um, but to get into those positions, normally I've seen some guys you know change position numerous times before they found the one they actually wanted to engage a target from, um, especially the bottom rail. The guys that went straight prone on that bottom rail did seem to be the ones that did quite well.
1: Anyway, so stage five was short and long, which was a, um, a movement stage. So that had a um, you had one sort of position you started on, and it had uh, two targets. So you had a like a ten meter little wee tab, and then you had a I can't remember was it twenty meters or 25? twenty five. 20 meters, yeah. and they were quite steep downhill shots, reasonably anyway. The, now the ten meters pretty easy if you understand um, shooting up real close, <laughs> and then these were to be shot from a sitting or kneeling um, position and. I did not write in the rules that you could not use a tripod. But to be honest, the distances given for those shots from the kneeling were pretty easy. But some people did quickly deploy their tripod. Um, and I mean, if you're a bit unsure on shooting from unsupported or unsupported kneeling, then not a bad idea. You shot these two targets was it twice each, I think. And then you sort yep. of, um, with your rifle, obviously bolt back open move down there's a sort of a, there's a track running to your right um and you you'd move down the track to a second position and then you go prone or whatever you want but prone and then engage a target around 100 and then one out around 150 so another a good stage was the only real stage where we had any movement for the day um and one of the high scoring stages too um a lot of people cleared it actually hunter and yep. rifleman class
2: with time to spare, um, lots of guys I watched had twenty plus seconds up their sleeve um, after clearing it. Um, yeah, but uh, once again, moved by that time we'd moved into another valley um, to the left, um, and it was almost no wind um, because they're still they're shooting sort of. There's a saddle that came through at a longer distance. But for a couple stages here, you weren't passing, you weren't going past that saddle, so you're sort of keeping directly behind a hill from the prevailing wind, so breeze I should say. So, um, yeah, if you could just hold straight up, you're good.
1: Yeah, I think we had a tiny bit of wind, um, not a lot, but enough at the one, the one fifty and the one hundred to make you. We're off plate anyway, but nothing serious, um, and you could more so on the 150 you could see your shot the fall of shot pretty well um being that the paddock was well chewed down didn't have a lot of grass so um i I thought i actually thought it was a really fun stage um and looking at the score with obviously we had very very low wins on the day um a lot of people did well on it um i don't think there's anybody under half points in a rifleman class anyway so um and nearly the same in hunter bar one shooter so um, it's a good thing though you don't want every stage to be like an ass kick you want um, people to do well on some otherwise you know they're going to have a if they're having an average day it's you yeah, know anyway, it, it was a cool stage um, if, if there had been wind like I said that would have been a, a hard stage those longer shots that um, was
2: challenging enough especially the, there was lots of ways you could run the first two like you said um, I think the only guys I've seen that didn't do terribly well sort of worried about time so they just thought they'd th- um, freehand standing shoot it um, and then they drop a couple shots um, I saw three tripods get deployed only they would extend in the legs they just open it up um, and shoot and put their bag on top and then they could kneel and shoot off that mm-hmm. um, that guaranteed them their points pretty much um, and then dash down the hill and yeah. Um yeah, the next the two down the hill seemed relatively easy easy for guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, they weren't they weren't tiny target. They weren't big but they weren't tiny. But like that no wind and, and being able to spot your shot you can quickly correct and um mm-hmm. and even if you did get a little bit of wind it was pretty consistent. So if like I said, if you've seen where it went, just move it over and um you were on target pretty quick. So um but yeah, good good stage for guys. Like I said, um everyone did really, really well on, on stage 5. Um, so, probably a lot of people's <laughs> favourite. Uh, next stage was our steel shooting tree. Um, again, another prop you don't see a lot of in our comps. Mainly because it's not made of timber. It's made of steel. It's a sort of vertical post with, I think it's got 7 or 8 um, like left and right steel limbs welded onto it. Um, pretty cool prop actually. Sits on a steel base. Nice and stable. We've used it an acenified com- thing. What's that?
2: It's a tank of a thing. Yeah, very
1: well built. I, I put about forty hours <laughs> of time into making it. <laughs> um, again, another reasonably high-scoring stage, but a few people seem to struggle. So, you a uh, okay. I'm trying to remember how we wrote the rules in this one. So, you you started on one limb, you, you have your choice, and you'd engage the close target, which was like seventy meters or something, minus thirty-eight degrees or something from memory uh-huh. and then you would um once you hit it you'd go to an, a new limb and engage the long target which was a, a steel cut out of a magpie at about 150 meters um quite a tricky position it was um it was you were shooting into, into scrub so if you missed you couldn't see where <clears throat> and then when you'd hit that you'd move to a new limb again so one you hadn't previously used and engaged the low target, the, the short one, and then you carry on going through the limbs, um, short, long, short, long, short, long. I think for a total of, I think it was three on each or something. I can't, I can't recall. Um, another, I, I thought it was a pretty cool stage. Um, and again, quite a few people cleared it. Not nearly as many as on the previous ones. The yeah, magpie put pro- sort of hard for people.
2: Yeah, like when we shot it, earlier with a bit of wind i found it difficult um not more on the magpie um although the magpie being horizontally quite long um as long as your elevation was all right you're probably do not too bad um but yeah like you say if a bit of wind that would have made it quite a bit more difficult
1: oh yeah heavens that would have been a lot harder even that um Depending which direction the wind came from, that close target would have been hard. Um, that, I think that worked out for me with the angle. I just had zero on my dial for that target. Yeah. Yeah, at that steep an angle. 5 meters. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, like I said, pretty good scores on it. Mark got 16 out of 21, so two-thirds-ish of the points. Um, how'd you find it, Mark?
0: Yeah, no, it was fine. Um, bit easier for me to shoot it with it being slightly downhill. So yeah.
1: So because you had now one thing that was slowing people down a bit was the dialing because I mean, 150 meters is going to be like I don't know five mil four that four mil I don't I don't know. And then um, back to obviously around the zero, but you had the the BDC dots, so you were just Transitioning,
0: pretty straightforward. Uh, I don't think I was using it that day. No, I was using the um. Ten twenty two. So no, it wasn't. I was dialing.
1: Sorry, sorry. You. That's a that's a topic for the next comp. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So dialing. So I think I think I may have, I think I may have held for that stage. I'm not sure. I can't recall if I was dialing or holding um i i only i just got through it with okay so when we when we shot the stage on friday we actually decided we were going to add a little bit more time in for competitors and then i completely forgot to do that so it ended up being probably we were talking about adding 30 seconds onto it just to give people a bit more time because there's so much transitions again just flat out forgot (laughs) i i told cassie this and she um she she near stared me to death after she'd um had a bugger of a time on that (laughs) yeah i I think it was actually one of her her worst days of the day so she, she looked at me like what a piece of shit um so like like i said with that tight time you had to like move and if you missed you had to quickly reload and um and get that shot away quickly and hopefully hit it so um Still, we had a few people clear it. There's one, two, three, four, five, six in riflemen. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I wouldn't say it was too hard, but it was. Um, it did need a little bit more time. Like, it essentially gave you no time for mistakes, which is maybe hey, maybe not a bad thing, but um, you still want to make it achievable for a few more people. Um, well,
2: when we set it up, we set it up because of Desert Jewel. Um, we were sort of quite busy through that time, so we set it up. What was it two, three weeks prior? Yeah. Um. And looking at the weather, we were sort of planning for quite a bit of wind because we normally do have a lot of wind. Um. So, yeah, it just so happened we had the best day of the year. Um, that day, which was convenient, which was good. <laughs> People enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's um it, like competitors love the no wind, but match directors. We always get a bit disappointed, but um, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think it was a cool stage. Um, I, I'm going to, yeah, we've we got an issue of people pulling their rifles out the side of that prop rather than pulling them straight back. So I'm going to modify it so you cannot do that anymore. I'm going to put some, some, hard to explain, but some sides on it. So if you try to pull your rifle out the side, you'll just smack it into a piece of steel. Um, so the third's going to get modified before we use it again. Um, otherwise if I, otherwise I'll have to just start DQing people on the stage and that'll um, easier for me just to modify it anyway um, I thought it was a pretty cool stage with that super st- um, sort of steep just gun. use rope just rope r- I've already got the steel I've already uh, got the steel
0: use steel use steel I'm just don't, gonna <laughs> don't don't use rope <laughs>
1: no because you'll end up mounting a bayonet on your gun to chop it or something <laughs> I can get yeah, you an was... M4 bayonet for your Chris. That'd be good. Okay, we'll work on that. Anyway, um, but yeah, so, so we're gonna we're gonna modify that a bit. Um, so as we've seen a few small issues there for those of you who've shot that prop, but it's a really really cool prop, and um, I don't want to scrap it because uh, it's quite neat. Um, I have thought about crafting one out of um, manuka, but uh, my building skills aren't really
0: up to scratch. The hut's not the same without it. You need to bring it back.
1: You tell Jeff he's got it. Jeff. Bloody, bloody Jeff. It'll be coming back in a week and a half. Um, hmm. <laughs> to be fair, so Mark's had this thing for a year and a bit, so he should be the most well-practised on this prop out of anybody in the world. He's. I,
0: I just find it handy for putting things on, like rangefinders, hang your binoculars, <laughs> hang your gun. I end up just like a coat hanger.
1: There was a pile of about maybe 600 empty 223 cases next to it. I think Wes is gonna go steal them, eh Wes.
2: I was gonna say Yeah. They're, I swear.
1: they're still there. Um Yes, I had to actually like shovel them out of the way to get the prop out of the ground. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so that's um Yeah. That that steep downhill shot that was my favourite. Um so positional, you're you're actually you're going from standing right down to sort of a kneeling and um you really had to think about that stage, how you're gonna move, how you're gonna dial, things like that. Um, pretty cool and the the one thing I might say is that the the 70 meter target because it's such a steep shot you as Wes mentioned earlier you inevitably get a lot of people shooting high on it who haven't quite um got the angle angle shooting thing um they haven't got their heads wrapped around it yet so that might have to go to a target that's actually got a steel hanger rather than a strap just to stop it it um, was
2: uh, a yeah, very little strap left on that one yeah yeah um two more stages on that would have probably seen a death of it I yeah imagine.
1: which would have been a shame because um a lot of people it, anyway you'd have to drop stage or something so um we'll, we'll play around with these things you, you learn and you we end up having to make more targets and different designs and stuff but um that has been that will be sorted um after after this I won't actually say how I went on this next stage to like round up the comp for me but um the, <laughs> the next stage was my uh was probably the worst stage design ever and I hated it um but it was the, it was a long range learn the your limits the pro yeah. stage the Sturlock amateur um anyway so <laughs> this was this was our sort of long range stage of the day uh, it was like just down 200 metres like 198 metres we had was it five targets um mm-hmm. There's a three hundred yeah. mil, a two fifty, a two hundred, a one fifty, a one hundred, and a seventy five millimetres. Um so if you're one of our like twenty listeners. So was
0: it was it six or five?
1: Well, how many did I say? Whatever I just said. I don't think the seventy five was there. I think the smallest was a hundred, wasn't it?
0: No, there's a seventy five. Something. Yeah. I thought it was six shots already cleared it in.
1: Yeah, no, so. nah, you're right, it was six targets. Anywho. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, so and for those of our american listeners you can convert that to inches i can't be bothered right now but um we were going that the final target was actually going to be 50 millimeters so two inch but as as you know we're sort of going down two inches each time but we deemed that to be a little bit hard and again we were anticipating a lot of wind so this stage and sort of the normal wind we see at the uh the pew pew venue uh would have been very hard <laughs> Not a lot of wind, so we had a fair few people clear it, including uh, Horty, as Mark said, um, who cleared it without dropping a shot, I might add, which is pretty impressive. Very well done. Um, yeah, it was nice prime position. You had heaps of time. We actually, again, we were anticipating a lot of wind, so we gave shooters a lot more shots. I think they had 15 shots. So she had heaps of shots, and, and due to the low wind, it made it a bit easier. Now, what I sh- one thing we've been neglecting here a bit is that some of the hunters. Stages, this the stage seven for them, they had a lunar limits rack at like 112 meters, and it was uh, 150 down to one inch, um, and I think a few people still cleared it in Hunter one two, mm-hmm. so real good on them though. That's can be challenging
0: with the hunting two two. I cleared it but didn't.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, Mark reckons he was robbed, and he didn't have twenty dollars to lodge a formal complaint with Wes. Um, <laughs> But I, I had hit the last.
0: I had the last target. Got up and took my mag out, and they're like, "No, no, no!" They hit the strap. I said, like, "No, I hit the target. No, I hit the strap." So that like, one, get effed. And so got up and carried on.
1: What I imagine. So Mark said to me, "It moved. It moved like I'd hit the target. Like it, it flicked around." I said, "What it'll. I imagine it'll be that target was. I think it was one of our like eight or ten mil thick ones. So I imagine he's hit it. It's whacked That it, it's moved, and it, they haven't. They've been listening for that nice hollow ring where it's got a bit of a thud. So, um." I think Mark may have been robbed. Now let's look at his points. Uh, oh, it could have, could it? Could've, nah, Mark, it would have. Well, you would have stayed in the same position, so it has. It didn't ruin your day. I, w- I
0: would have stayed 18th. You
1: oh, would have stayed cool. 18th. You would have nearly beat um, our friend Luke with the yellow banana pants, though. Close, but nice no cigar. Um, yeah, um, again, um, a pretty fun stage for those guys who like the longer range 22 stuff. Um, we're not super huge on well, me anyway pushing much past 200 metres I don't I think 200 metres is kind of that sweet spot for 22 practical 22 I should say Um, yeah cool stage um, I'll touch on how I went on it later because um, it's how you go from hero to zero really really quick um, anyway, we'll get back to that he did a mulligan ship I I, I, I will let, let's be honest The ne- two weeks later when I got to have a mulligan and it worked really well in my favour, <laughs> I wish I had a mulligan. You gamed it. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you were training for the next event by zeroing that.
1: Uh, yes, and that was the yes. long-range stage yeah. I zeroed at the nine lives exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, okay, and then the final stage was uh, the one I thought was definitely the coolest, but looking at the scores, definitely the easiest and both Hunter, like, all shivers. In Hunter class, nearly everybody cleared it. Um, and no one did bad on it. So what it was... You explain this one, Wes. Since yes, you were really so, bad at
2: it. Since I epically failed after about six attempts, only getting worse after each. <laughs> um, so it was the final stage of the day, stage eight. It was sort of up um, to the left. And a bunch of trees and a string of trees and essentially there were a stand of trees higher than the rest about what was it four trees all in a cluster with gaps of about half a meter to a meter in between each tree so we spray painted a grid from which the shooter had to stay in um from there there were there was a target directly to your left that was what was that one like 40 something meters
1: i don't think we ever arranged it i think we no. just sort of put it out yeah
2: yeah actually going back to that you weren't allowed to range or get any dope or do anything um for this stage you just had to walk up look at the targets and shoot them and just guesstimate essentially yeah. two hits on each um, target so yep there's a target to your two hits on each target that's the one There was one to the left there was another one um, very small little chicken right under your nose, essentially, and then there was another tab probably five meters back behind that. And then come to your right a bit more, there was another one that we placed strategically between two trees, so there was only one position you could shoot it from, and you had to sort of slot it between the two trees and hit that. That was a quite a decent sized ram target, um, and then another one to the right wasn't it um just another tab and all of these targets were within 20 meters to even closer much closer so it was sort of a uh yeah i guess we gave what well, you reckon we gave too much time or too many shots on this stage
1: i think the time i think you had a minute or a minute 30 minute 30 so if you so it was five targets two hits on each so with 10 round mag which is our maximum legal capacity now because of you know, as I mentioned earlier, public safety. <clears throat> if you dropped one shot, you had to do a reload. So um, minute thirty, um, I guess. Yeah, I think there was. If you were really fast, you didn't need that much time. But I think um, I'm actually, to be fair, I'm surprised this many people did this well on it. Um, um, now, the- after
2: how I shot it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely an advantage to having a semi because um, on a couple of them you had to pin yourself up against a tree and by cycling the bolt you sort of had to come off the tree
1: um, do you know what would have been cool to do and this would have been a direct plagiarism of, of, of Simon's speed versus precision match you run through yeah, it at a minute 30 yeah. and then you run through it yeah. again at 30 seconds, seconds but one hit on each yep. yeah anyway um, yep. that would have um, made things spicy in the points yep. um, so let's look at the scores uh, I cleared well, what it
2: what was meant to screw people was getting their dope wrong um, but it seems like enough people had 25 meters zero that as long as they held low or high they're okay
1: I tell you what makes what, what rifle setups make it hard is like the um the, the AR-15 style 22s because you've usually got like <clears throat> you've got like quite a low bore um, offset and then you've got a, a high cantilever mount so you end up having like a 75 to 80 millimeter mechanical offset between center of barrel and center of scope so those close shots, unless you've can be quite hard. Um, whereas the, like your rifle, my rifle, you just aim at the top of the little wee tab and you'll generally get a hit. But if you've got that little AR, you have to aim up towards the hanger. Um, and if you're, if you're not sure what you're doing, it can, um, it can be a bit of a challenge. But I think, to be fair, I think people have caught on over the last few years about these close range 22 targets and they... Um, they're getting better. Um, yeah, there was not many people got under twenty points. Max was thirty. It was actually like the highest scoring stage of the day. Uh, overall, it's the most points you can get was thirty. So um, yeah, it, I think it was fun. It was fast. You had to obviously you wanted your gun to feed really smooth. I did think that the no ranges would confuse people and panic mm-hmm. them a little bit, but it obviously didn't. Um,
2: no one. And the, a couple of the targets were quite difficult to find. Um, we did shut the range down briefly and repaint the targets um, to make it a bit fairer for guys. Um, the rest of the targets we sort of we painted the stands, um, but these were Simon's targets, so we didn't want to spray paint the heck out of them. Um, so once these little tabs got shot up, they blended in quite well into the shady, dirty patch they were put in, um, but didn't seem to prove too much of a maybe maybe if we did that guys. stage
1: again we could just run it with no paint on them yeah so no one can see them <laughs> um yeah it's... or
2: not tell them because Cal, was going down like we instructed and in telling pointing them all out if that was like blind a blind stage like if the guys had to stay up on the hill where the peg was um you wouldn't have been able to see any of the targets you would have been able to hear the dings in the rough direction but you would not have been able to find them yeah. so if you had the competitive to just come down and then be like go uh that would have proved very difficult you could have just put okay. the
1: time up to like two minutes two minutes years two minutes and say yeah, you there's five targets you need to hit all of them twice yeah go yeah yeah and you have to move yep. down the hill <laughs> that, that, that'd be pretty cool actually um maybe not for hunter class but definitely for riflemen. um i imagine the little mm-hmm. chicken little wee chicken that was tucked under the bank sort oh, of that would nightmare. have been uh, I but... couldn't even find it when I knew where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did Mark get on this stage? Mark got twenty-one points. What happened there, Mark?
0: Uh, I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> what happened? You're like,
1: man, I thought I did good. <laughs> uh,
0: what
2: was the max score on that stage? Thirty. I don't. Have yeah, there the you go. Thirty. So, yeah.
1: so you got two thirds above average again. Yeah, you're. Oh a, yeah, you're, a, you're, a, you're above average, Mark. Eighteenth. Actually, to be fair, that's below average for the stage points wise. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's um, there was a cool stage. I imagine you got lost or something and couldn't find one or two targets.
0: I do not really care that day.
1: I kept, well. Don't say that. Don't say that. You cared the next weekend. If Mark has a bad stage, he he'll just continue to be bad on purpose. Actually, speaking of, now that we've covered all the stages, so Mark's known as Mag Dump Mark. I heard several. Magazines get rattled mm-hmm. off at, at rather high, um, potentially. Which put a smile on everyone's faces <laughs> throughout the day because he's yeah, like I a did. he's a celebrity in the shooting community for his magazine. I think there's only two stages I didn't.
0: <laughs> in fact, I just flip round to the third magazine. Regardless,
1: if so. <laughs> you've, you've got ten shots for the stage, shots fired thirty. Um. So, okay. So anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll touch back on the mag dumps before we talk about the next comp but um yeah cool stages like i said there's a few maybe we could tweak like stage four and um and stage three maybe but most of them i thought were pretty pretty awesome um maybe a bit more effort into the hunter class stages a few little changes there um um, just to make it a bit more um, usable for them because the idea is for that class to use like the real basic 22s no no dialing stuff like that so um, maybe stage one for Hunter Class and, they they could have shot it all prone you know like shit like that have mm-hmm. got to learn from it <clears throat> um, normally I'd run this all by Simon from GPRE but he was very busy with Desert Jewel so I just left him alone because he had enough on his plate running like one of the biggest matches in New Zealand so favourite stage have,
2: I mean the highest scooters what were they getting 90% scores <clears throat>
1: uh, percent wise yeah first and second uh, winner was 96.1 uh, percent second 90.3 and then yep. down to seventh was in the 80s still so high scoring match for sure nice.
2: like so four day no three days after that the wind got up to about 20 kilometers an hour and it's been sitting getting even higher as of (laughs) lately so if if we had those normal conditions i'd call that for up here um it would have changed the whole dynamic and going off Uh, just uh, what i've been too difficult to be fair yeah what i
1: see it uh, like just from different matches we do and and Simon does i'd say you'd be lucky winners would have been in like the early 60s if it was the normal wind Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah um for sure, that would have been a lot harder. And then there's, there's a whole new skill set. And with 22s, to a certain extent, if it's gusting, a wee bit of luck. A wee bit. Just if you, you get a, a nice patch distance. of wind. yeah. yeah. Um, people may argue... Well, and especially
2: that, but... on this range, right, because you have valleys. Every valley has its own wind. And each valley sometimes will have multiple wind directions uh, because you're right at a head, head catchment of the wind coming up because it faces the west and normally the wind during that time of year in may is coming from the west so normally it funnels up and, and off to the sides so it can be quite difficult
1: that's one of the reasons i was so excited about the venue oh, i am re- right into venues with like steep hills and scrub and bush and shit like that which like farmers like we're like we, they fucking hate that right they want flat paddocks and they want no no manuka but um i'm like into that stuff i loved that <clears throat> when we'd um, obviously i've been shooting up at your place for I don't know, six seven eight months doing different stuff with you practice and obviously we shoot teams matches together the wind is so varied there and like you say you move to a different gully and it's doing a different thing that was a big draw like this is going to make such a good 2-2 match because you're going to go from stages two to three and your win. even if the wind hadn't changed it's going to be different in that valley if if that makes sense so but obviously we we, we ended up (laughs) zero for the most part so um but again, still a cool day. Like I said, you don't often see in the ninety percentile um, for overall uh, winners' score. So that's ninety percent of possible, um, you know, match score. Um, what What would you say was your favourite stage, Wes? You got to test shoot it, and then obviously we lifted up for most of it up for another week. So you test shot it several times and had a bit of play and practice on it. What was your favourite stage? Uh,
2: the troop blind. I love messing around on. I knew, um, I knew
1: you'd say that. Mm.
2: and so stage one and two pretty much the troop line and the jungle gym yeah um yeah
1: Odds, for, for um, me stage
2: eight was my least
1: favorite. <laughs> oh, this is funny i'm gonna say stage two the jungle gym i really really liked i mm-hmm. thought it was um challenging and you had to have a good plan and eight which was the um <clears throat> sort of um semi unsupported supported in the trees <laughs> that was my other favorite um yeah, what about you, Mark? Mag, dump, Mark?
0: The jugger sucked. But, I would never want to see it again. That's uh, but my favourite stage was the the <laughs> long-range learn your limits because Horty smashed it and I got it but got robbed. And then Graham zeroed it. So I, I, <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> so points-wise...
1: Uh, uh, yeah, that's probably your best one. Um, the long-range learn your limits. Yeah, um yeah, I did zero. So I had a pretty good day. I started off um pretty well.
0: <laughs> just just saying I often suck at the lunar limits rack, so I I do well when I'm I'm pretty happy. So.
1: You you did well, Mark, on the Lunar Limits rack.
0: No, but I'm saying I normally suck, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Good good job sucking less. Yep. Good stuff. Um oh, what I will say too is like um I, I started pretty well. I cleared like my first three stages, and then stage so I started on stage eight. Cleared stage one and two, which were had stages uh, three and four. And, um, not quite, didn't clear, but
0: cleared more than anyone,
1: Graham. <laughs> I did. I did clear more than anyone. Uh, cleared stages um, five and six, and then my last stage of the day. I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good. I know I'm in the running to win, or at least close. <laughs> And I'm and the gun, the gunners. So I'm shooting the voodoo. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a bit of sponsorship from M um, and A Andrews Limited or A and M What is what's my sponsorship? I'm, I'm, Andrews Enterprises. I'm going to lose sponsorship after this.
0: I can't even get that right?
1: <laughs> i, I tattooed on my arm, but I can't. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and I'm, you know, got the gun rack, You know, all these big sponsors, big time sponsored shooter, just like Wes, and come up to this stage. <clears throat> type in my dope yep sweet and now what I will say I I had a really really good squad man we had just a cool bunch of dudes we were all just having a laugh super helpful squad you you didn't have to chase anyone to do jobs everyone was just there ready spotting scoring time and then every I shot last and everyone for like their first five or six shots couldn't see where the fall of shot was going fuck that's weird anyway and then cool you know it's my turn dial my dope five mil not a lot right anyway miss 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 I missed 15 times I only had 15 shots so here's here's and I actually had I pulled the phone out of the pocket boom no it's correct and I had a little bit wrong in angle but I afterwards I changed that and it was still wrong and then um, you're still two mil short I was like what the fuck has happened and and we couldn't fix it and it's working now funnily enough but at the time and we tried we're going over all these problems this is post me zeroing the stage and And there was a heap of people there, like people were finishing up and Anthony was, he was on stage behind me watching and so he thought I was on the last target and I was trying to hit the last target with my, all my remaining shots. So he's thinking I got five out of six and then, you know, I got you for a zero, Graham and Mark, and Anthony's about, you know, 15 minutes away. He's like, you get a zero? Because I've been, probably my best shooting I've ever done until this point at a comp and I zeroed it and and, and he goes i said what what did you dial and i was like five and he's like man i'm like seven four or some shit and then, yeah, and then so we were done and, and the boys are having a bit of a plunk and so I, I dialed on his dope and shot at center of target so, uh, so so man I went it's from, not
2: the first time your apps dropped you in the deep end either no it, it but did not it, on 22
1: not on 20 so it happened previously at the mile we couldn't figure it out it was it was giving me like hundred and four Five minutes of angle. Sorry about using minutes of angle. It's just the scope we're using at the time. And then we ran it through Wes's phone. Everything is exactly the same. It was like seventy-three, whatever it is. Boom, just offside of target. And then we got yep. on target pretty quick with the 65 PRC. That's another story. So I think and a little have
2: bit. you deleted that app and downloaded it again? No, but I.
1: Why it's I did one better. I went and spent fifteen hundred dollars on a Kestrel. <laughs> I had, to, I had to beg my wife because my gun money account's empty so I had to get money out of our savings you were stalking around the house oh yeah babe I need it please babe <laughs> anyway so she, she caved I got a kestrel uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so I went man I was now if I had a cleared that stage which with the weather was, wasn't was an impossible task especially with the voodoo and, and good match great ammo I would not have won I would have ended up I think I was going to be a hit behind Collie or something But anyway, uh, so that really. But I'd rather have a really good day and and bugger it up at the end than like bugger it up in the middle, Mm because at least I I felt like I could have the possibility of of getting a podium. But that pushed me back to sixth, so I ended up on um eighty one point six percent after zeroing.
0: Good good rationalisation, Graham.
1: (laughs) Oh man, it was just eating at me for like just the rest of the day. It was just you know the what if, you know, like what if I didn't drive into that playground and run those kids over you know like what if probably the wrong thing to say but <laughs> but, but you know i was like man what if my doctor dope-
2: no one would have been looking like what four mils low of the target yeah, either like three if, and a bit. if you had some watching there you might have picked it up and, and so, then and then
1: simon's uh, like he's like you should know that five mil won't get you to 200 meters i'm like well yeah now that i think about it it seems
0: pretty no, bloody obvious my, that was my next question was um familiarity with where you should be at that range
1: so one plan i had was to formulate a dope card for the voodoo with the um so we're using rws special match yeah i didn't i sort of uh, in the lead up to an event there's quite a lot of admin work that takes a fuckload of time so i keep putting it off putting it off making excuses Excuses. no it was i was making excuses then i thought i took some gear up to do a rough run at Wes's. we ended up sort of taking it easy that evening Hence why I forgot to change the timing on one of the scores, on one of the stages. We had a bit of a barbecue and um, a bit of social evening, um, and it just slipped my mind, and and I didn't do it, because it would have been really good a lot of the time, because it was essentially, I think it was was less than a 10 degree angle, so I wouldn't have worried about angle, I would have just consulted my hard data, and that would have been a clue as to what was wrong. Um, But, you just changed
2: that ammo too, right, the afternoon prior, so... Yes, you I hadn't... I mean, to be fair, 22s, you know probably at that distance you're up at that. But normally you don't, if you put in your app, you, you, you normally believe it, don't you? You normally don't double guess
1: what the computer's telling you. But that's that problem, is not having that, is over-trusting in a way. But, so anyway, we come home, um, tail between my legs, and I got a... Kestrel 5700 elite uh, Arlington Arms sorted me out uh, one left in stock he gave me a bit of a, a bit of a deal and got a Kestrel um, with the idea being and I'm gonna I've got more extensive hard data done too so I could reference if I had any concern straight to hard data um, uh, and one good thing about I'm gonna say about this Kestrel in the match we're gonna talk about in a second where the weather was shit house. Um, it was fine in the rain. You know, the phones get a bit hard to use in the rain. Kestrel was psh, easy, but, you know, big buttons you use. and everything. It was great. So,
2: Do you guys in your squads, because when I shoot, if I'm not the first shooter, I always say, what What do you dial? Elevation. Um, because I always want to make sure I'm in the ball pack of what they're doing. Because 22s, it doesn't really seem to matter what ammo you use. Everyone's shooting around. 50 feet per second somewhere around there so normally your dope's pretty close all the way up um, yeah so i, I eh? just ask everyone
0: do you use what? a phone app no nah, i just ask them other people on my squad <laughs> i just average it um, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing there for wind and uh what's your elevation there what's your plan what's it's a like fire
2: right it's, it's not everyone's shooting everyone's the shooting same thing the same caliber yeah. everyone's on yeah, yeah, the same yeah. thing so it, it all lines up pretty well
0: I
1: I to be it wouldn't have been a bad idea but I was maybe I was a little bit headstrong having done well that day until that point that I was just sort of like I was actually I was thinking like man I've got this this stage I've got this right this is this is prone <laughs> like by this point there was no wind whatsoever cuz there's a few spiderwebs floating around in the air,
0: old grand beside everyone I've yeah, done this before. I've done
1: this before and man I just I just missed it up really <laughs> and the the real real sh- worst thing about this is for for me anyways because there's three initial rounds and then a final so us match directors only get to do two of the three initial rounds because we have to host one so I'm hosting the next round so I can't shoot the next it's still round a very good score though still a good score yes but it's um it's 17 points off number one so anyhow um uh, it, it's sort of a, a, a damaged that's I was more upset was damaging my um a Serious score, but the positive is, I had a really fun day. It was a really cool course of fire. I had a really cool squad on a really a beautiful farm, lovely weather. We could see um, Tongariro and Ruapehu again for the non Kiwis. There are some mountains, two large mountains in the central North Island. Um, crystal clear, um, wicked day, and um, I think a successful comp. What do you say, Wes? Yep, yep,
2: yeah, we went down. Yeah, trouble for it, except for the end, where my son rode his <laughs> bike full speed into a, got hung up in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> Just during prize giving at the end. <laughs> table laid out. <laughs>
1: the, <laughs> Patch him up. This on our, our incident register now, his child rides bike into barbed wire. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But wow. I know, it was, it was, it was like I said, it was a good day. Congratulations to the winners of the classes. where Joel and Hunter taking the win, Alfred second, Grant third. And then in Ruffinman class, uh, Anthony Colley, you guys, most of you are familiar with him, if you follow Precision Shooting in New Zealand, he's been on the podcast half a dozen times he will be again on the podcast again soon, because we're going to talk about his recent trip overseas Simon in second and Jeremy in third and then Jeff in a very close fourth equal with Nicholas Shaw ahead of me. so um, everyone shot well nice high scores and um, a good day what do you reckon mate?
2: Uh, Shout out uh, to Sabre
1: too Oh yeah Sabre gave us a few uh, Nice um, uh, magazine, magazine holders you stick on the side of your rifle Very nice, awesome. New Zealand made yeah. it's Very cool, and I, I shot with Carl from Sabre 50 that cal round holders Yes it could hold one fifty 50 cal um, yeah. You've got a magazine fed 50 cal anyway, what do you want to hold more? Just in case You might as well like just sticky tape a $20 note to the side of your gun
0: <laughs> That is true yeah. <clears throat> Anyway I think we may have to turn this into a double header
1: I think I was just thinking the same thing. So we'll wrap this one up and yep. um, we'll talk about the um, the next match, the Gunrack Nine Lives one in episode 43. It needs a dedicated episode. 43. Yeah. Anchor's wrote down just over an hour already. And it where's we'll
0: be back? Where's we'll we back?
1: <laughs> all right. So thank you all for listening to episode 42 of the President No Podcast. Thank you for Wes for coming on. Uh, we had some audio trouble at the start trying to get you running, but it seems to have worked pretty good. Um, which Wes is yep. very rural as as we all are but he's in um,
0: that's good where's your balance Graham out well yes I'm a newbie
1: yeah <laughs> um, no uh, thanks yep. for coming on and thank you all for listening see ya